Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Monday, January 8th, 2024. As per usual, I am joined by one Colin Grant on the program. <laughs> what? I don't normally address you guys by full name, but I do it to Luke all the time. So I had to start doing it to you. But the conclusion of the NFL regular season is upon us. Sunday night football gets started in about 30 minutes. Every other game is decided. The Bills have already clinched their playoff spot, so it's not a problem if they lose, but you'd like to have the two seed. Nonetheless, playoffs are just about set, and um, obviously as you're listening to this, you'll know where the Bills and Dolphins sit, so things could change. But as well, as you're listening to this, the culmination of the college football season is today. Michigan versus Washington in the college football playoff national championship game, but don't forget, the MLB never stops. Bunch of stuff going on. Still plenty of free agents to be picked up. Some free agents that have been picked up and much more to go through. Colin, you seem to be in a goofy mood tonight. How are you feeling? <laughs> We're feeling great. Energized, ready to rock and roll. Hell yeah. Well, let's go ahead and just get this thing on the road. NFL You're- Week 18 is upon us. And it's been a wild week. Crazy results thus far, and um, let's start with Saturday's games because we had some important ones. The Steelers get the win 17-10 over the Ravens. Are the Steelers out of the playoff? No. Okay, they're still alive. What are they waiting on? Do we know? Uh, I think with the win and I want to say with the Jacksonville law. Oh, that's right. The Steelers are in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, Steelers are in the playoffs because of the Jacksonville loss. Also, Jacksonville, three and six since their players picked up some terrible towels and start waving them around on the field. Just saying, uh, the, the curse. curse of the terrible towel is still in effect, and <laughs> we did not see a Pro Bowl performance out of Tyler Huntley today, or Saturday, Absolutely. I guess. Not a great one for him. 15 for 28, 146 and a touchdown. Um, obviously, nobody played in this game for the Ravens. Uh, no Zay Flowers, no Odell, no Lamar. Uh, we saw a little bit of Gus Edwards. Um, we'll see Dalvin Cook next, or I guess two weeks from now, uh, because they won't be in the uh, wild card. But Dalvin Cook, a Raven as well. Um, yeah, nothing much happening on the Ravens' side. I think Jadavian Clowney uh, got the sack he needed for his incentive, so that was a, a pretty big celebration. And then on the Steelers' side, not too many crazy performances, but Najee Harris with one of his best of the season, 26 carries, 112 and a touchdown. And Deontay Johnson with a big game-winning 71-yard touchdown, puts him at four receptions, 89 yards and a touchdown. Not much else from the other guys on the team, but honestly the biggest story, T.J. Watt. He had two sacks in this game, three tackles for loss, but he suffered a torn MCL. So they make the playoffs – but at what cost? Um, that hurts. Yeah, that is. A he's like tough. He's loss. like one player. Like no matter what team you're a fan of, you just don't want to see go down. Yeah, and what an unfortunate way to go. Like he was jumping up to try and like block a pass, and uh, somebody came across the middle and just hit hit the front of his knee as he landed. Mm. Just unfortunate. Um, also, why could they not wipe the lens off on that broadcast? It was the know. blurriest broadcast ever. It was annoying. Uh, also notable, Melvin Gordon, 
fumbled in this game. Uh, the 19th career fumble for Melvin Gordon, which is the most by a non-quarterback since 2015. <laughs> There's a reason he doesn't really yeah. play anymore. Well, then again, the Steelers couldn't hold on to the ball either. As a team, they fumbled the ball six times. They lost it twice. And uh, as a team, they also recovered six fumbles, which is insane. Um, just a, a sloppy game in the rain in Baltimore. But the Steelers got the win and found themselves in the playoffs. I was about to say they did what they needed to do. Yeah. Do I think they're going to be very good in the playoffs? Probably not. But 10-7 and seven for this don't Steelers count them out. team. Yeah, don't count them out. They're, they're gritty. That's what I'd yeah. say. They have grit. And again... My hot take was one of the worst oh, of yeah. the year. Yes, yeah, still bad, certainly. Uh, but let's move on to our next game. Houston Texans get the win and a playoff spot 23-19 over the Indianapolis Colts, and they end the Colts' miraculous season at 9-8 and after Week 18. Big, big plays from C.J. Stroud in this game. All but done with that uh, the voting for the Rookie of the Year. It's obviously C.J. Stroud on the offensive side. And honestly, Will Anderson's got himself a claim on the defensive side. But that's a conversation for another day. Not his best game here. Um, <laughs> the the thing we need to talk about right now is Nico Collins. This guy yeah. is absurd. So they start off the game, essentially, with a missile. 75-yard touchdown to Nico Collins. And it wasn't some, you know, C.J. threw it 10 yards and Nico did the rest. No. CJ threw it from about their 18-yard line, and it got to the opposite 21-yard line where Nico Collins caught it. And then he scored the touchdown. Just ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Yeah, but... I remember at one point, I think it was like halfway through the third, Nico Collins had like six receptions. Everyone else had one reception adding up to six receptions. Yeah, it, it was pretty ridiculous. And Dalton Schultz, I think, fell one reception short. Of his incentive. He needed six, I believe. Oh. Uh, so that's a tough break for him. But you had touchdowns from Nico and Andrew Beck, as well as a rushing touchdown by Devin Singletary. This game for Nico Collins was insane. Nine receptions, 195, and the touchdown, of course, that long of 75. The craziest part of this game, though, it was a tight game all the way through. Tie game, or not tie game. Um, Houston was up 14-6 at the half, and then... Indy starts mounting a comeback. They bring it, and then the Houston Texans pull it apart. But the biggest play here was that final play of the game. A screen pass to Tyler Goodson, and he drops it. And look, Gardner's pass could have been better, but it should have been caught. Yeah, at that point in time, and you're like, you got to catch that. Yeah, fourth and one. Oh, man. That man. Feel bad for him. For should have been JT. Let's be honest. That ball should yeah. not have, should never have gone to Tyler Goodson. Didn't even yeah. record a carry in this game, and he had two targets. Listen, in that situation, it's either JT or Michael Pittman. Yep. I'm trusting to get the ball right there. For sure. And speaking of JT, he had a crazy game. 30 carries, 188, That's- and a touchdown. That's ridiculous. 30 carries is insane. Yeah, that is a high-volume work there for Jonathan Taylor. But back to the winners, C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans leading the Texans to the playoffs and eventually the AFC South title in their first season together. 
both rookies in their respective positions, and, man, they got it done. What a hell of a season for the Texans so far, and um, definitely still got to look at them in the playoffs. I wish they still had Tank Dell. I do, too. This <laughs> team would be insane. And Noah Brown <laughs> missed this game as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Dude. it's definitely a diminished receiving core, and the run game hasn't been perfect. It just seems like Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud just find a way, and this defense is pretty goddamn good. Is it safe to say that Damian Pierce needs to find a new team? Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hey, don't sleep on the Texans going out and getting a running back. A lot of free agent running backs. Just saying. Don't just I just want to put that out into the world that I think the Texans will go out pick a good pick up a good running back. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think this is a great class for him in the draft. At least like, you know, first round wise, there's probably not a running back right now for the first round. But and maybe Blake Corum. We'll see. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Colin's not the biggest Blake Corum fan. I'm just saying, yeah. Derrick Henry. I'm just saying. Say goodbye to Tennessee today. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's get into Sunday's games. We'll start off with Browns Bengals. This one really for nothing. Bengals out. Browns clinched to their spot, and um, yeah, the Bengals put the beats on them. It, at one point, it was 31 to zero, and then AJ McCarron was in the game. <laughs> yeah, listen. The fact that the three quarterbacks in this game were Jake Browning. Jeff Driscoll and A.J. McCarron is absolutely insane. Yeah, that's atrocious. Absolutely unbelievable. Hey, A.J. McCarron didn't throw a pick, though. That's true. Jake Browning and Jeff Driscoll definitely did. Um, Jeff Driscoll threw two of them. But Jake Browning didn't have a, a horrible game. He just wasn't really throwing downfield. This was the Joe Mixon game. Get this boy ready for the playoffs. 14 carries, 111 yards, and one touchdown. That's probably the best game Joe Mixon's had this season. Uh, on that few carries, getting 111 yards and a long of 44, like to see him breaking off for a couple is is very good sign. But the other guys contributing in the passing game, yet two touchdowns go to Andre Iasivas, I think is how you say it. Iasovas, maybe? No clue. Uh-uh. Don't know who he is? Doesn't matter because the ball ain't going to him in the playoffs. That's Jamar Chase. Well, they're not in the playoffs. Never mind. Uh, the ball ain't going to nobody. I was about to say they've been knocked out, buddy. Yeah, they are they're well out of the playoffs. Though they did go nine and eight, and considering they didn't have Joe Burrow half the season, not the worst. Um and then Joe Mixon also caught a touchdown uh, on his only reception. Not much to talk about for the Browns. Obviously Jeff Driscoll was in. Uh really nobody in that matters. Obviously no Amari Cooper, uh, Elijah Moore still out. Uh he wasn't gonna play either way, no Njoku. Uh, and, of course, no Papa Joe Flacco. Yeah, and he, what, we saw like three carries from Jerome Ford, right? Yeah, three, three carries, carries, six, six yards. yards. I was surprised he even touched the ball. I agree, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, like, standout defensive performances either. Uh, but Bengals won uh, in an entirely insignificant game. Good for Next. Them. All right, the Lions playing for seeding, possibly. Eventually, they didn't move up, but they get the win over the Vikings 30 to 20. And this one was a close one all the way down to the wire. And it came down to two pivotal Nick Mullins picks. Mm. Brutal. He was having a damn good game up to that point. 
he's been having good games. Yeah. But turnovers have just been screwing him. Yeah. And speaking of turnovers, screwing somebody, Jared Goff finally avoiding some of them and uh, had a great game 23 for 32, 320, two touchdowns, no picks, only got sacked once, didn't fumble. One of his cleaner games of the last few weeks. Really, the run game was surprisingly bad, except for in the red zone. You had Jameer Gibbs breaking off for a, a short touchdown. Same goes for David Montgomery. They only combined for 70 yards on 23 carries. But in the passing game, the the absolute Pro Bowl snub, Amon Ross St. Brown, showing him why he should have been there. Seven receptions, 144 in the touchdown, and then you also had a touchdown for who else but Sam Laporta. I got you. Yo, Grayson, before we go off, give me your four Pro Bowl wide receivers in the NFC. It's tough. Very tough. It is. I need to see who they actually put in. I'm going to be honest, didn't look at the Pro Bowl roster. So they put in CD. Okay, that makes sense for sure. Mike Evans. Yeah. Um, Hookah. Okay, sure. I'm trying to think who else they put in. Yeah, there's got to be what one more. Yeah, there's one more. I'm trying oh, to. I'm, I'm pulling up the rosters right now. I don't know why we never talked about this. I'm going to be honest. Um, let's see, NFC. I I feel like it's a 49er. Is it Ayuk? Oh uh, no, no, Ayuk Brown. Oh, yeah. obviously he's not going to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe we will see. Um, I know Ayuk got snubbed as well. So yeah, no Ayuk and no Amon Ra is crazy. Personally, uh, I'm going. I'm going C D Lamb. Yeah. AJ Brown, Amon Ra St. Brown, and Brandon Ayuk. I know Puka broke all the records, but I got. I got to go with Ayuk. He was insane this season. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm in the same boat with you as well. Yeah. It's insane. I. I just. I don't. Like. Yeah. Mike Evans had a good year, but come on, Amon Ra St. Brown. Yeah. Like, that's all I got to say. Yeah, no, he was insane this year. Super consistent all year. Uh, but on the Vikings side, you had somebody else doing some crazy shit. And who else but Justin Jefferson? 12 receptions, 192 and a touchdown. Got him over 1,000 yards. And this man missed seven games. <laughs> he missed seven sick. games. He played, like, partially in two. And he still broke 1,000 yards. That's wild. Absurd. And then uh, you also had a touchdown for Jordan Addison for 42 yards. Um, not much else to talk about here. Um, in a pretty good game by Aiden Hutchinson, two sacks, three tackles for loss, five QB hits for him. He was all over that Vikings offensive line. You want to give him an update on Sam Laporta? Ah, you got it. Oh, He's dude. Guy. Yeah. So listen. We know Detroit was trying to get sec the number two seed here, yep. but nothing's been confirmed yet. But Sam Laporta landed, hyperextended his knee, and it did not look pretty. Correct. It was very gross. Got carted off the field into the locker room, never returned to the field. Yeah. So there's a very strong chance that they might be going to the postseason, the playoffs, without Sam Laporta, their rookie yeah. tight end phenom. Yeah. The one that just broke the rookie tight end receptions record on his touchdown mm -hmm. reception. It's a tough loss for sure. Because it's a like it's, we're not seeing like, him in the playoffs. It's like one of those, like as a coach, you think like, what if I didn't play him? Exactly. But then it's also like uh, we had to play for this. We had to play for seeding. 
Uh, you know, it's it's a tough thing, but hindsight's twenty twenty. Hey, but again, we don't know exactly what happened. Maybe True. he didn't return. It could just, just be a hyperextension. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. Maybe his tummy hurts. <laughs> we just knew it did, not, <laughs> we did, it did not look good. It didn't look good. We'll see. Let's move on, though, to a shocker. Uh, absolute <laughs> shocker. The Tennessee Titans knock the Jacksonville Jaguars out of the playoffs, not just taking away the division title, but knocking them out of the playoffs 28-20. I'm going to be honest. Derrick Henry was just like, this was his, like, fuck you, see you later. Like, this was that. 19 carries, 153 yards, and a touchdown. And then after the game, he's like, peace. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Nashville. He looked like primetime Derrick Henry. Oh, my God, yeah. In this game. Yeah, like he this was, was just this running. was classic tractor Cito season, Derrick Henry. Yeah, like averaging eight point one yards a carry, ridiculous. And then Tajay Spears on his three carries, granted, eight point three average and a touchdown. That like, dude's good, dude. Derrick Henry dude. breaking off for a sixty nine yard run, nice. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, Jackson def- Jacksonville defense must suck. Yeah, it sucked. But you had like it, it was super close, you know, all the way down to the wire. It was a tie game. Um or no, not a tie. I think Tennessee had a one point lead in the third, or I can't even remember how this game went. I'm gonna be honest. I can't count. But what I can I think do it was it was twenty eight thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was twenty eight thirteen gotcha. heading into so, the fourth. Yeah, look, the Titans were dominant down the stretch and um some pivotal, uh, pivotal, pivotal <laughs> interceptions, turnover on downs, like all sorts of crap happening. Huge stops in the red zone. Uh, you had, uh, you had a turnover on downs on the Tennessee twenty nine, or the Tennessee, yeah, the Tennessee thirty, uh, somewhere around there, uh, and that was early in the uh, third quarter. And then you had. A touchdown later by the Jags that brought him close. And then you had a Titans interception that they threw over the middle. And then you had the Jags get another turnover on downs, this time on the Tennessee one, which they ran two plays on. They had third and one and then fourth and goal. Both times did not get it. And then Tennessee punts it and they turn over on downs again, fourth and two on their own 33. The Jags. Obviously, after this performance, they don't look like a playoff team. That's how I viewed it, is like they kind of proved to everybody they shouldn't have been there because this was an abysmal performance, especially in that second half. Yeah, absolutely. But nonetheless, this was an amazing game. The Titans, and Derrick Henry says goodbye to the Titans, but they get a win. They improve to 6-11, and which, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah, a ridiculous game that kept the Jags out of the playoffs. So now the question is, where is Derrick Henry going to go? Texans. Is that, is that your I think that that's my answer? prediction. As of right now, I think it is. We'll see what, you know, the Texans are looking at in the offseason, but uh, let's move on to another game. Disappointing. The streak has come to an end. It ends at 15 straight wins for Mr. Bill Belichick. The Patriots lose 17-3. to Against the New York Jets. Tough one. Probably Belichick's last game. 
Um, probably the last time Bailey Zappi is heard from ever. Um, same goes for Mac Jones, who was demoted to third string as the emergency QB behind Bailey Zappi and Nathan Rourke. Nathan Rourke is going to be your uh, starting QB for the Patriots next season? <laughs> nah, Drake May is, but um, <laughs> they could only hope. Um, yeah, this was the worst game ever. In the snow, the, the field was covered. Uh, Zeke, not a good snow player. <laughs> we'll go ahead and just, if anybody thought he was going to be good at it, he's not. Uh, he didn't hit his... He didn't score a touchdown. He didn't hit his over in rushing yards. He didn't hit his over in uh, rushing attempts <laughs> or all-purpose yards. <laughs> now, the opposite can be said about Brees Hall, though. Yes, Brees Hall, snow guy, for sure. Confirmed. <laughs> 37 carries in the snow, 178 yards in a touchdown. Not the most efficient day, but absolutely workhorse for this Jets team, and they get the win. A big touchdown there at the end to really seal the deal. But Trevor Simeon sucks. Bailey Zappi sucks. Everybody sucks. Nobody yeah. in this game had more than 34 receiving yards, and also no quarterback had more than 88 passing yards. Yeah. There's two players on both of these offenses combined that I would keep, and that's Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Yeah. I think that is that is it. Everyone else, see ya. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair, I think. Granted, how neither one of them are on the Patriots. Yeah, like the Patriot, the players that the Patriots should be keeping are, are all hurt, uh, and that yeah. would be Matthew Judon and Kendrick Bourne. That's it. Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez also hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Um, we also probably saw the end of uh, Matthew Slater's career this week. Mm. Uh, prolific special teams player. Um, for the Patriots, won a bunch of Super Bowls with them. Probably saw the end of his career this week. The big question is Belichick. Obviously, this is an off-season question, not a today question, because uh, there's no telling. He might still be the coach next year. But it seems as though they're going to move on, and it comes down to is Belichick looking to continue coaching, or is he going to retire? I can see him retiring. I think so he's as got, well. I think, I think the, game, the game has passed him yeah. to me. I think he's simply aged out of it. Yeah, he lived his glory days with Brady yeah. in that era. And then there's there's really nothing else for yeah, him. Yeah, and you do. can't take the rings away from him. Exactly. Like you can't even fit all of his rings on one hand. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's when you know you did it. Dude's a Hall of Fame coach. He's chilling. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about some not-so-Hall of Fame coaches. An NFC South showdown. <laughs> Saints 48, Falcons 17. If this doesn't seal the deal, this should literally be licking the envelope and putting it in <laughs> Arthur Blank's mailbox, telling him that Desmond Ritter got to get replaced. Arthur Smith got to go. Like, come on. Arthur Smith's office has already been cleared out. It better be. He should be sitting on the curb waiting for his Uber right now. Yeah, it's... Oh, if they let him back on the plane, I'd be surprised. This was some absolute garbage out of Arthur yeah. Smith today. Like, we tried I'm... to keep it competitive. We <laughs> we were tied at the half, and we lost 48-17. We didn't score in the second half. Mm-hmm. 
But it looked like we could score at will in the first half. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bijan looked phenomenal in the passing game in the first half. He had a 71-yard touchdown. You had a Jonu Smith touchdown. You had the biggest play of Scotty Miller's career in the first half. I'm not even kidding. A career-long 56-yard reception for Scott Miller. (laughs) And then in the second half, we're throwing to who? John Fitzpatrick? Who is that? Well, Fitzpatrick came on the last drive when Logan Woodside was in the game. Yeah. Like, that was when we had given up. Yeah. But also... This rivalry never ends, and it's too bad Arthur Smith doesn't know how it works because in this rivalry, you score points and you make the opponent feel bad. I hate the Saints. The Saints hate me. That's how I feel every single day, whether it's football season or not. It could be the middle of July, and I know that there's a Saints fan that has just seen me exist as a Falcons fan, and they have a pure hatred in their heart for me, and I reciprocate that feeling. Arthur Smith has no understanding. He literally goes up at the end of the game because they ran, first of all, was not the coach's idea. Not at all. He, he already came out and said it. He didn't call the play. He told them to kneel it. The team wanted Jamal Williams to get a rushing touchdown. That was the whole deal. So they run a fake kneel. Jamal Williams scores a rushing touchdown. Whoa, they won it by an extra seven points. Guess what? You were already losing by 24. <laughs> and then you go out to the to this meeting that's supposed to be cordial. It's supposed to be, I respect you, you respect me, we both made our teams play football today. Whatever. (laughs) And instead, Arthur Smith goes out there, that's bullshit! That's fucking bullshit! You know it! (laughs) Dude! All is fair in love and war, Arthur. And that's why your ass doesn't have a job. (laughs) It's ridiculous. He'll go coach... uh... Pop Warner football. Bro, he should be go he should be like coaching at a fucking Waffle House right now. He's gonna be River Ridge's new head coach. I hope he's managing an IHOP next week. <laughs> International House at Burger. Nah, he's got a he's got a job with FedEx for the rest of his life. Oh, dude, that like that fits him perfectly. Yeah. His dad founded the company. <laughs> so I, I think he's gotten in. Uh but Bijan Robinson is awesome. That's that's a good part of this. Unfortunately, uh, didn't use him enough. Oh, what a surprise uh, for him to get the 57 yards he needed for a 1,000-rushing-yard season. We could add two consecutive seasons of a rookie running back surpassing a 1,000 rushing yards, but uh, whatever. Doesn't matter. We'll throw it to him instead. We yeah. don't need to, he doesn't need to run it. Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, I mean, Derek Carr looked great. Yeah, he did. I'll give him his flowers. I'm going to give the Saints their flowers right now. Let's hear it. Derek Carr doesn't need to be replaced. Yep. Okay. Uh, Taysom Hill looks fun sometimes. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Wait, that sentence just is like, he looks fun sometimes. Yeah, he doesn't look like a good football player. He looks fun. He has fun on the field. Uh, Kendra Miller. A guy that I was super high on when they picked him. I thought he was going to be a very surprising player for them. He showed out in the absence of Alvin Kamara, especially just down the stretch in general. The guy just runs hard. 13 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. And then 
like we said, Jamal Williams got his touchdown. Um, no, like, outstanding pass catchers in this game, but A.T. Perry getting up in the end zone two times in this game, pulling it down, having a good game, three receptions, two touchdowns. Seems like a good day to me. Uh, and then you had three receptions for Olave. He got a touchdown and three receptions for Rashid Shahid, who also got a touchdown. Way to go, Saints. Yeah. You didn't even win the division. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even – did they make the playoffs? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, you just beat us they, for nothing. They needed the uh, Packers and the Seahawks to lose. Yeah. Which they got like, – they didn't get no, oh, they oh no, that's right. The Seahawks won. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, yeah, Matt Prater threw me off. Uh, well, I guess let's talk about the other NFC South game. The worst game. I mean, this game was so fast. It ended, just, and I know exactly what time it It ended at 3.38. It took two and a half hours to play this game. Tampa Bay wins 3-0. Or, sorry, 9-0. I can't I read. Uh, 9-0. Over the Carolina Panthers. Look, the Panthers, the first team to get shut out two weeks in a row since the Browns in 2006, I believe. Mm. That's brutal. There's been some bad fucking teams that haven't gotten shut out twice. The Panthers had their chances. So DJ Chark fumbled while diving over the end zone. Yep. They had a touchdown run called back due to an offensive holding. Or no, illegal formation. And then they missed a field goal. Like, they yeah. had their chances to win. A lot of them. A lot of but, chances. Yeah. And, like, the Bucks, obviously, they scored nine points. They didn't have a good game either. Rashad White did a pretty good job just kind of taking the ball every single time. Um, <laughs> you know, especially down the road in this game. Like, it was just, like, hand the ball to him. Hopefully he wastes some time before he gets tackled. Um, he had 19 carries, 75 yards. But nobody really having a standout performance for the Buccaneers because, once again, they scored nine points. Um, three sacks by their defense, one coming from Yaya Diaby, one from Antoine Winfield Jr., and one from Joe Tryon Shoinka. Fire. Sick name. Wish this was college football. <laughs> yeah, Yaya Diaby would win this in a heartbeat. Yeah. Or Yatur Gross Matos. <laughs> Pretty good one. But nonetheless, the Buccaneers win the NFC South. Woohoo. You're the four seed. They're going to get knocked out first round. Uh, yeah, they play the Eagles. The Eagles. I, I don't know. Eagles don't look great. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't mind playing the Eagles considering they're in Tampa. Yeah, I wish we would have been able to play them at home. I don't know about that. That's That's literally like, once again, my favorite analogy. That's two drunk guys fighting. That's the most, that's the two most dysfunctional guys you could find. And you're just like, fight. <laughs> he called you a bitch. It's over. <laughs> <Ooh>. What? <laughs> That's that game. That's some Bobby Bush- Boucher. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right, next game. An important one for the Packers, at least. The Packers win it 17-9, a close one. Uh, really good game. Kind of by both teams. I know the Bears didn't put up a lot of points. The defense played pretty well, considering how explosive this Packers offense has been. But the Chicago Bears offense looked so flat today. Um, you know, Fields didn't throw the ball a lot. They Honestly, they didn't run a lot of plays. <laughs> they were not on they the really field didn't. a lot. But Justin Fields was 11 for 16, which isn't a bad 
percentage. He had 148, uh, but no touchdowns, no interceptions, five sacks. He almost had a touchdown to Cole Komet. Got, he just kind of left it out there real slow. <laughs> and uh, one of the defensive backs swatted it, but uh, nobody played well in the running game because Khalil Herbert left the game for like two quarters and then came back late in the fourth. Uh, DJ Moore had a decent game receiving four receptions, 64 yards, but yeah, nobody stood out on the Bears team. On the Packers, though, Jordan Love, clinic. 27 for 32, 316, and two touchdowns. Puts his season total at, I believe, 32 passing touchdowns this year. And then Aaron Jones having a great one as well. 22 carries, 111 yards. Jaden Reed, good God has this kid been good down the stretch. A rookie. He has been fantastic. Four receptions, 112 yards. And then another, I believe, rookie, Dontavian Wicks. Two touchdowns in this game. Uh, yeah, a rookie. Ridiculous. And then, and then are we just gonna talk? Are we not gonna talk about Bo Melton? Yeah, the past couple of weeks. This just guy coming. got activated off the practice squad like three weeks ago. Last thing I heard on practice, it practice on Wednesday. He was still using the practice squad locker room. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like when you're on JV and they're just like, hey, you're playing with varsity, but you still yeah. gotta change in the JV locker room. Exactly. It was uh. It was wild, but the Packers get the win. They get into the playoffs, and uh, they play the Dallas a, Cowboys. Yeah, a compromised position, considering they have to go to Dallas. Yeah, um, and would you uh, say, been ridiculous at home. Would you say Aaron Jones is uh, back? Yeah, I'd say he's back. I think it helps that AJ Dillon's out, honestly. But I think this Packer, this Packers offense looks so much better. With Aaron Jones being fully healthy. Definitely. Definitely. It opens up the pass game when they can run the ball confidently. Yeah, because like when A.J. Dillon is is active and at full health, you can't really reason giving Aaron Jones a ridiculous amount of carries. But 22 carries for him in this game, like that's kind of where you want it to be uh, with him. Yeah, absolutely. It's where you get the most production out of him is when he has just a high-volume game. But let's get in. To our next game, the Raiders get the win over the Broncos. Once again, insignificant game. 27-14 to the Raiders. Aiden O'Connell had a pretty good day. 20 for 31, 244, and two touchdowns. But the story of these last couple of games, with no Josh Jacobs, has been Zeus. Zamir White having another fantastic showing. 25 carries, 112 yards. I like it, man. Trey Tucker had a pretty good game as well. Five receptions, 79 yards, and then he had touchdowns for the two top wide receivers, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams. The Raiders just kind of played pretty good. Yeah, Severe White's making a case for him to be RB1 next year. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs probably on the way out, so should be all right. And uh, the running back. Yeah, the Broncos, ugh, Stidham, didn't play bad. They just could not run the ball. Just didn't play great. No, definitely not. Uh, but a good performance by Brandon Johnson, guy that yeah. <laughs> certainly haven't heard much about. Second year out of UCF. I need uh, to, I need to see more out of little Jordan Humphrey. He agreed. didn't even record a catch. Agreed. I love little Jordan Humphrey. My favorite player the in the NFL. Feed him the ball. Yeah, and how about Cortland Sutton? Gets activated on like Thursday. Nothing. Four targets, one reception for two yards. Did you start him? Nope. Started Deontay Johnson, which certainly worked in my favor. Yeah. There you go. It doesn't matter. I still came in eighth place. 
uh, because <laughs> the team I was playing against popped the fuck off in the four o'clock slate. That's unrelated. All right, anything else about this game? Max Cross uh, got a sack. What's new? He's yeah. he's insane. He is. He's so good. All right. Well, let's Wait, move on good. to the next one. These games are just flying by. So much insignificance. This yeah. one not insignificant. The New York Jets. The Giants. G-Men. <coughs> Giants. Oh shit. Yeah. The Giants. <laughs> the G Men, as I said. <laughs> Twenty seven. The Philadelphia Eagles ten. Dysfunctional. Only thing I've got. Jalen Hurts. Fucked up finger. <laughs> Real fucked up finger for Jalen Hurts. Stayed in the game. Didn't, didn't AJ Brown get hurt too? Yeah. Uh I don't know what the injury was, but Mike was saying that he got hurt. Yeah, I haven't looked into it, but Yeah. Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown getting banged up before yeah. playoffs. Jalen or uh Jalen Hurts was just his finger. Um should be fine. I almost finger said Jalen. Do a lot of <laughs> Plays for the Celtics. Uh yeah, nobody Quez Watkins, shout out. He actually played yeah. very well. <laughs> Eleven targets. Yeah. That's wow. what happens when uh AJ Brown gets hurt. And um Yeah, we saw Monte, Tommy DeVito. Uh, saw Tommy DeVito come back come in the game. Yeah. Two passes, fourteen yards. Not bad. Solid. Yeah, not bad day. No, but Tyrod Taylor had a great day. Yeah, he did. He played really well. Twenty three for thirty two, two ninety seven, a touchdown and a pick, but hey man, it's Tyrod Taylor. Give him a break. Uh, Saquon, two touchdowns, not much else. A 2.2 yards per carry, 18 carries, 46 yards. And then, uh, Wandell Robinson having another good game. Five receptions, 85. Darius Slayton getting himself a touchdown. Uh, five receptions, 62 yards. That's kind of the key contributors throughout this game. You did have pretty good defensive showing by the Giants. You had sacks from Bobby Okarike, Dane Belton, two sacks for Aziz Ojolari, and then, uh, Jihad Ward with a sack as well. Um, yeah, look, this this Giants team kind of just beat up on a dysfunctional and not prepared Eagles team. Yeah, I think you're – don't leave out Xavier McKinney with two picks. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Come Xavier on, Xavier McKinney, notably name-dropped in a JID song. Yeah. I think uh, something that really surprises me is Tyrod Taylor only getting sacked one time Yeah, Tommy DeVito only getting sacked one time with this Eagles defensive line. Yeah, yeah. the Giants' offensive line has kind of come together, but also it's down to how bad this Eagles defense has been in the second half of the season. It's not been pretty. Yeah, considering what they cha- they swapped out one guy on the defensive line from last year, and yeah. last year they had 70 sacks. This year, I don't even know how many they have as a team, but certainly nowhere near 70. I can assure you of that. Yeah. And just an update, Bills Dolphins has started. Yes. Let's see what happens on this first play. Ooh, a little cool little flip pass to Devin A. Chain for about 16, 17 yards. All right. A run, a run or a pass? Run. A little flip. A little flip it. Flip it. It might have been forward. I couldn't tell. No, it wasn't. Okay. It's all right. Whatever, dude. Quit correcting me, Colin. I'm fine, <laughs> man. You always do it to me. I know. Okay? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. All right, next game, uh, shocker. The Seahawks, 21. The Cardinals, 20. 
But Matt Prater had the chance. <laughs> he had a chance to win this game for his Arizona Cardinals. Honestly, they might have just whispered in his ear, be like, hey, Matt, if you missed this, it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. They keep their pick. They don't move up or down. Honestly, I, it might have been a fix. I'm just saying. It was written. I think it was written. Scripted. Yep. For sure. But nonetheless, Seahawks, you had a couple of good games over there. Uh, Geno Smith, okay. Yeah. Eight, uh, 16 for 28, 189, two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker, 17 carries, 78 yards. Zach Charbonnet, five carries, 32 yards is great. Uh, Tyler Lockett getting a late touchdown to take the lead. His second reception, a touchdown. Um, and he had 71 yards. And he had a touchdown for Will Disley. Um, DK, what happened? Six targets, one reception for 10 yards? It was ugly. Yeah, ugly. It was ugly. Yep. He was getting hawked by Buda Baker. Yep. They have beef, bro. <laughs> yeah. Colin, aren't you glad I told you not to take that JSN prize pick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three receptions for 14 yards is exceptionally bad. Oh, that's early all pick screens, from, bro. Early pick from Tua. Oh, no. It's too yep. bad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's almost like last week, you didn't stake your claim. I said the Bills would win and win the division. Yeah, too bad. It's first drive, so relax there, buddy. Hey, man, one pick. Change everything. We have no clue what's going on through Tua's head. <laughs> Possibly a shockwave. Um, <laughs> a great game by James Conner. We'll just yeah yeah we'll we'll flip the script. James Conner, twenty-seven carries, one hundred and fifty yards, and a touchdown. Yet a good game for Michael Wilson, guy that certainly has never been brought up on this podcast before. <laughs> the rookie wide receiver out of Stanford. Uh, six receptions, 95 yards. He had a touchdown for Mr. Trey McBride, the greatest tight end in the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't go any further than that. He's been great this year, though. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that's really about it. Nobody else really did anything. Like, the Cardinals didn't sack the Seahawks once. <laughs> didn't the Seahawks uh, maybe that's a hint the to, uh, once? Maybe that's a hint for what the Cardinals are going for in the draft. There was one sack this whole game. Yeah, one sack, uh, and it came from uh, Darrell Taylor of the Seahawks. Eight tackles for loss by the Seahawks, though. So that's that's a pretty strong day. Not much else of note. So we will move on. Of course, we kind of talked about it. Matt Prater missed the field goal. Um, All right, next game. Chiefs 13, Chargers 12. That's a Chargers score if I've ever seen it. Yeah, and listen, before we get into it, no Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. No yeah. Isaac, no Pacheco. Yep. No, no, no Rashi Rice, no Kelsey. Even though Kelsey only needed like a handful of yards to hit 1,000 for the eighth straight season. It didn't even seem like he was playing that well this year. No, he just does it every year. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like Mike Evans. Mike yeah, Evans just see. gets 1,000 yards every year since college. The running back for Kansas City was LaMichael Pirine. <laughs> That's wild. How is he getting more carries than Clyde Edwards-Alaire? I don't know. Has, has it been that bad of a fall-off for Clyde? I, from the like 
little bits we've seen of him this season, he hasn't been that bad. Yeah. Well, today he wasn't very good. I mean, Andy <laughs> Reid just hates him. He literally had 68 carries for 222 yards and one touchdown this season. Yeah, but he hardly touched the ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He needed way more carries than 68. But I yeah. guess Pacheco has earned number one for sure. Yeah, 100%. Nonetheless, Blaine Gabbert getting the legs moving. Five carries, 46 yards. He had a pretty solid yeah. day for Mecole Hardman. Uh, <laughs> didn't realize he had 11 targets for six receptions. Um, Jeez. Nobody else had more than four. Good thing Kadarius Tony wasn't playing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, they probably lost this game. Oh, yeah. They would have lost this game if Kadarius Tony was playing. Same with MBS. Yeah. Well, the Chargers have problems of their own, considering Easton Stick was their leading rusher, uh, and Austin Eckler was third in rushing yards. Um, 10 carries for 11 yards? Yeah, Austin Eckler. Wow. The greatest running back of our generation, Austin Eckler. Maybe Derrick Henry's going to go to the Chargers. Also, he hit a long of six. Mm. <laughs> I think Saquon's going to go to the Chargers. That's my personal prediction. No, No Josh Jacobs? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, Easton Stick, I guess, had a pretty good game. 28 for 47. It's not great, but 258, no picks. Uh, and he ran for 77 yards on 13 carries, and he only had a long of 15. So it's not like he was breaking off some ridiculous runs. Just some consistent running for Easton Stick. Um, and uh, Donald Parham having a great game. Five receptions, 83 yards. And, uh, yeah, that's how the uh, Chargers season ends in uh, – Pretty bad fashion, three or uh, four field goals. Yeah, it's not not, not pretty, not great. Not great. Uh, but Chris Jones getting his sack, his one sack that he needed for about one point two five million dollars. And boy, was he celebrating when he got that one! <laughs> Get your money up, not so funny up, yeah. Chris. And that children is why you hold out. For the contract you'd like, even if that means sitting out the first week of the season. Yeah. Because you can get $1.25 million at the end of it. That is that is insane. Yeah. He's been really good this year. He has. He has. A very good game for him. Um, or a very good season for him, I should say. Khalil Mack got a sack. Speaking of, been a very good year for him. Khalil Mack, 16 sacks this year. Phenomenal. Wow. Just under the radar. Yeah. Just like, yeah. We also talk? had like a four sack game. So that kind of inflates it when you get a quarter of your sacks in one game. Uh, yeah. But nothing else really to talk about here. Um, our next game, Rams, 49ers. The Rams get the win. More importantly, Puka Nakua breaks the records. He gets the four receptions he needed to break the rookie receptions record. Um. And he gets 41 yards, which gives him a comfortable lead for the rookie receiving yards record. What a season for Puka Nakua. Yeah, like he caught that ball, and Sean McVay was like, get him out. Yep, yep. he's done. Get yep. him out. And he got a touchdown. I thought, that was, I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. He but caught yeah, just no. like a, a basic like, uh, like cutback in the middle, got a couple more yards, and they were like, get him out. Get him out. <laughs> Yeah, wild, but right. yeah, it was an interesting, weird game. Yeah, sure. like neither of these teams were going to play the guys. Like they played them yeah. a little bit, but not a lot. 
Um, so like Darnold versus Carson Wentz, not a matchup that I assumed I'd be seeing unless it was, I don't know, the Jets versus the Eagles. Five, Ronnie six Rivers, years ago. Ronnie Rivers versus Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Jordan Mason. <laughs> and then look at Chris Conley being yeah. the leading receiver for the 49ers. Yeah, shout out Chris Conley. He used to be sick at Georgia. I'd like to point yeah. that out. He was very good at Georgia in like 2014. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore. Yeah, this game was uh, exactly how you thought it would be. Uh, nobody played, and it was 21 to 20. <laughs> That's, Sounds about right. There you go. That's the game. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else to talk about. Um, three sacks for the Rams, two for the 49ers, who didn't play any of their good defensive players either, other than Chavarius Ward for a little bit. Chase and, Young and played. Yeah, I guess I think Chase. I guess the only guy that sat out was Fred Warner uh, and Jerry yeah. Greenlaw. It is what it cool. is. Whatever. All right. Next game, since that one was boring as hell. Um, yeah. An important one uh, for the most part. Cowboys, 38. The Washington Commanders, 10. The final needle in the coffin, uh, considering Ron Rivera, they already it was already reported uh, yesterday. They were moving on from him tomorrow. So as you're listening to this on Monday, Ron Rivera doesn't have a job, probably going to retire. Uh, Eric Bieniemy will probably become the head coach because I will say his play calling in this game was fantastic. He was pulling out all the trick plays this week, uh, having fun with it because it was for nothing. They, In their best interest to lose, um, and that's how it was. So, yeah, look, Sam Howell, this is a conversation we'll have in the offseason, probably pre-draft conversation, Sam Howell has not been cutting it the second half of the season. Not at all. But it's like, it's yeah, it's like that thing we got to talk about. Do we, does he get another year to try to prove himself? Yeah, that's or the, the big question. With all these quarterbacks, do you try to sneak one in? Yeah, like even if you go in the late rounds, like you could get a guy in this draft. Yeah. There's some great quarterbacks coming out. You could find yourself a, a pretty nice pretty nice quarterback late in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Or you just replace Sam Howell with the guy that replaced him at UNC, Drake May. <laughs> All right, well, let's yeah, talk about the good team. The good team in this game that scored 38 points led by Dak Prescott. 31 for 36, 279, four touchdowns. Of course, he threw a pick. Um, why wouldn't he? But Tony Pollard had a pretty decent game, 17 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Rico Dowdle, not a bad day, 9 carries, 46 yards. But CeeDee Lamb, the bell of the ball, as per usual, 13 targets, 13 receptions. There you go. What the fuck is that? That's insane. And yet he was under 100 yards. Yeah, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and uh, Brandon Cooks getting the other touchdown. Jake Ferguson with a good game as well. Six receptions on six targets for 69 yards. Hey, don't forget Jalen Tolbert now. Two receptions, eight yards, and a touchdown. True, true. Didn't even see him all the way down there. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, little guy? Yeah. Uh, look, the Cowboys just all around dominated this game. Uh, they let Washington bring it close in the second quarter, giving up 10. What What was that catch? What just happened? Josh Allen just threw a pick on the five-yard line. Okay, I'm about to watch it. I'm a little behind. Yeah, I'm just like, 
Why were they running? Oh, I guess it was third and goal. Yeah, that was bad, dude. That was really yeah. bad. Also, can we talk about how Leonard Fournette is your is running back right now for the Bills? Like James Cook was in the game. Yeah. <laughs> They're just not using him. Obvi- okay, that looked like a miscommunication on the route. Right. Let's get through this game. And we'll talk about this game. Okay, look, Cowboys. They do it. They win the NFC East, the NFC Beast, if you will. Uh, obviously, the Eagles lost, which made it real easy on them. Uh, but still, Cowboys did it, man. They they really came out and did it. And um, they got a good win on the on the road. Obviously, the Commanders not a good team, but a good performance yeah. on the road for them. Um, they finished their season twelve and five, and uh, they get what the third three seed, two seed. No, they got the two seed uh, over the Lions uh, because of somebody not reporting correctly. I guess according to the refs <laughs> last week. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, that's where uh, the Washington Commanders season ends as uh, a four and thirteen, and uh, somewhere in the top four of the draft. I know they're not one. Uh, I think they're three. They're they're somewhere from two to four. That's all I know because yeah, Patriots, Commanders, and the Cardinals all have four wins. Yeah, I don't know. I don't we'll either. See. All right, well, Colin, let's talk a little bit about the game that's going on right now. Obviously, we're not far into it, only uh, about nine minutes into the first quarter. But, um, yeah, so I'll break it down for yeah, you. So ahead. each team each team has had a drive. Uh, both quarterbacks have thrown a pick. Fantastic. That's where we're, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Wow. James both, Cook, like playing pretty well. Yeah, literally, like, if you look at it, Devin A. Chain had a great start at running the ball. James Cook, great start. Why do you stop running the ball? Just run it. And then again, it was it was third and goal when he threw the pick. So I'll give him the credit there. Also, since when did Stefan Diggs become a screen guy? <laughs> I don't know. It's like he he just lost it. I don't know what the deal is. Because now their deep threat is uh, Khalil Shakir. Yeah, Gabe Davis or, stopped being or the Gabe deep Davis. Threat. I don't know. Remember when Gabe it's, Davis used to just get 70-yard touchdowns like twice a game? Yeah, he's done it a couple times this year. Yeah. I don't know. Dalton Kincaid, hopefully Yo. he'll have a big game. Yeah. Because it's been quiet. Yeah, for sure. definitely. But James Cook is the guy to be talking about right now in this offense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's already got 21 yards on three carries in this game. And one reception for six yards. So yeah. they're giving him the ball a lot. Which yeah. I think is what they need to do if they want to win this game. Yeah. And then uh, the picks in this game for the Buffalo Bills, picking off Tua was Christian Benford. And uh, for Miami, Mr. Eli Apple. I totally forgot Eli Apple was on. Me too. I think he signed in the offseason. But, dude, look at look at Tyreek Hill getting a tackle on that pick. <laughs> look at him on there. Hell yeah, Tyreek. And it's it was literally assault. just because, yeah, it's because Christian Benford caught it by Tua, and Tua just touched him while he was on the ground. Nah, you mean Tyreek? Yeah, Tyreek. I'm struggling, uh, man, with the names today. I've been saying uh, too many words. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll be all right. But, yeah, we'll keep y'all updated on this yeah. game. And also, uh, I, what the hell happened to Devin Chain? He had that 16-yard run. He's got 12 yards. Yeah, he went 16 <laughs> yards and then negative four. Nice. Fantastic. Well, the Bills, or sorry, the Dolphins, starting off their drive right now, and uh, Devin H. just <laughs> tripped and fell. So it's all right. There's defensive offside. So oh, uh, fantastic. We're 
All right. Well, let's get into some MLB offseason news. It'll probably be the second quarter by the time we're done with this. So yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and do it, man. The the MLB just will not sleep, man. It doesn't I, stop. It, it does doesn't. when me and you want to talk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Whenever we have something to talk about, it all has already happened or it will happen. Actually, you know what? They know that we moved the podcast from recording on Tuesdays to recording on Sundays. So they decided that they should drop all the news on Tuesdays. So we have to wait a week <laughs> to talk about it. Nonetheless, we'll start off with this. Michael Brantley has officially called it a, uh, a career. Officially oh, announced his retirement. It sucks, man. That man's a great player. A beautiful hit. Beautiful hitter. Yeah. Beautiful swing from yeah. the left side. Also, he played a good glove, too. He did. He had a good feel, or a, a good glove in left field. He was very good, underrated, if you will, for the Cleveland yeah. Indians. Like, yeah. this guy finished third in MVP in 2014. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It was gross. Yeah. A five-time All-Star and a uh, a one-time Silver Slugger is surprising. Because that was just, he was just a hitter, man. Yeah, he was one of those guys who just used the whole field. Yeah. Not a, not a dead pool hitter. He worked up the middle a lot. Yeah. And won himself, uh, what, two rings with Houston? Yeah. Pretty impressive. So, yeah, Michael Brantley calls it a career after two injury-plagued seasons. Uh, only played 64 games 2022, and then only played 15 games this past season. Yeah, Michael Brantley, a legend. Not a Hall of Famer, a legend. Yeah. Just <laughs> a, great, a great guy. Yeah. Cool dude. <laughs> He's like he's like a coach's dream. It's like this is a guy. Yeah, you could put him out in left field. You could put him at like second. You could put him at like seventh in the order. He's gonna do his okay. job. You scared me when you said second. I was like, No, I'm, I'm not, not putting second him at second base. I'm not putting him at second no, base. Definitely not. Um. All right. Next thing though, big move. Big move. The Giants. They acquire Robbie Ray from the Mariners for Mitch Hanniger, who simply cannot leave Seattle. He leaves for one year. He goes right back. And uh, they also get Anthony Desclafani. This is a big move for the Giants. Robbie Ray yeah. is a big pickup. I like it. I yeah, do, too. Mitch, Mitch Hanniger's been very spotty yeah. when it comes to a bat. Yeah. And they have they have plenty of uh, young guys who can who can swing it for them. Uh, Anthony, though, is a He's the one I'm more upset about them getting rid of. Yeah, but then again, like when you look at the rotation, if they wanted to add Robbie Ray and the Mariners want a pitcher in return, you're obviously not giving up um, Alex Cobb. You're not giving up um, Logan Webb. So it's yeah. like it probably had to be Desclafani for them to take it. And I don't think this shuts the door on free agent acquisitions for the Giants, personally. Yeah. No, I think they're definitely going to go out and get an outfielder uh, now that they get rid of Hanniger. I think Cody Bellinger's the no-brainer to go and chase. Yeah, it's just like, do they spend that Otani money on Bellinger and like like that part? It's tough. Belly's asking for a lot. Yeah, he's asking for about 200. That's, and we don't know which belly you're going to get. You're going to get MVP Cody Bellinger yeah. or you're going to get high as a kite Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Which one are you going to get? It's fair. Or you could just get Cubs Bellinger. 
Very good. <laughs> Over 300 batting average. There you go. But yeah, I like the Robbie Ray move. He's a great starting pitcher. Um, certainly going to help them out a lot. Like That's a pretty solid first three in the rotation. Yeah, yeah, but I think this opens the door up for them. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, I, I think they need to go out and get somebody in the corner outfield. I think Bellinger suits that. Obviously, he could play center, but you just picked up a, a big center fielder uh, in uh, Jung-Ho Lee. So, we'll see. I think, uh, I think the Giants are about to be one of the hottest teams. I hope so. The next couple of weeks. I do. But let's get into the next one. The Mets making some signings first. Harrison Bader on a one-year deal. This one made, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I guess he could play in the corners, but are you going to take Nimmo out of center? It just seems like they're adding another Brandon Nimmo with yeah. a little bit better of a bat. Yeah, and a little bit worse of a glove, probably. Nimmo's got a pretty solid glove these past couple of years. Yeah, it's like less glove, stronger arm, better bat. Like it's yeah, like more they're very yeah. they're very close to being the same exact person. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's uh. It's not a bad move. It's certainly depth, and that's something they need. Like, Bader has kind of fallen off a bit from his time in St. Louis, uh, where he was very much known as, like, speedy, good outfielder. Yeah. Um, now he's he went to, maybe then he went to the Yankees yeah, and, and was a joke. Yeah. Uh, but the Mets also make a pretty good signing as well. They pick up a starting pitcher, probably going to be in the back end of that rotation, but Sean Manaya on a two-year deal. He'll sit four. Yeah. He has not been all that good since he left uh, uh, Oakland. It's just your guy that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Careers die at Yankee Stadium. It's a good point. So, but I think Very good point. I think he'll be, he'll be a good four. Go out, get you four, four to five innings is what all they'll need from him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but let's go to uh, the next one, the Padres. Signing another relief pitcher out of the KBO, Wu Suk Go. This guy, I looked up his stats. He's a, he's a one innings, he's a one inning, like, setup guy. Never really closes, doesn't have any saves, I don't believe. Uh, but very good middle relief guy. Like, I think last season it was, like, 64 games, 64 innings. I guess. Just does his job, man. And they didn't pay yeah. too much for him either. Yeah, trying to trying to bolster the bullpen with uh, yeah. someone that's about to be uh, on the way out. True. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> but our next thing, I, I don't. I guess these are just roster filler moves. That's how I'm looking at it. The Braves signed Washer, Yanoa, and Luis Guillorme made a one-year deals. Yanoa's making about eight seventy-five. Yeah, you know, in a year, you know, you know his hands feeling a lot better. I hope so. It's been about two, three years. He's gonna he, be uh, he punched the rest, bullpen. He's gonna be restricted from that phone over there. No, he just punched uh, the wall. Was I thought he? I thought he. Or punched no, he punched the, the bench. Phone. No, he punched the bench. I think was what happened. That's what it was. Yeah, whatever. And then Luis Guillorme just uh, provides an infield utility. Uh, that's yeah. not too bad of a hitter. He's going to be like when guys need to rest and stuff yeah, like that. exactly. So, that, that's exactly how I see it. You know, if a guy misses a couple of games, Guillaume just slides right in. Yeah. yeah. Be all right. Yeah, but certainly not, like, big moves. Like, Waskar, you know, is not going to pitch much. I'll tell no. you that. Uh, he, could be like a, he could be one of our long relief guys if we really need him. Yeah, if we need him. 
<laughs> like if we have to do like a like a bullpen day and we just need to throw them out yeah. there for a couple of yeah, innings. I agree. Or if we're like down by like eleven runs, bring him in. Or Guillaume. <laughs> or you never know. We might get Huascar you know that we saw a glimpse of. It's true. But he can't hit lights out. That's what matters. Is that he hit home runs. Can't hit any grand slams. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. Next guy. The Angels signed Zach Plezak to a one year deal. Not as much of a needle mover as he once was. Uh, but I yeah, look, the Angels picked up a pitcher. Congrats. Cool. Doesn't matter. Uh next he'll be, though, a, he'll, he'll, he'll be a bronze on MLB the show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's how we're rating guys now. <laughs> um all right. Now let's get into some like rumors and such. The Yankees and the Orioles showing some serious interest in a C trade. The White Sox seem to have scared off every other suitor. Braves, clearly, uh, considering they went out and got Chris Sale. And I think this makes sense. The Yankees are willing to, I don't know, sign a deal with the devil to pick up a starting pitcher. And the Orioles have so much youth at their disposal, they could go out and get whoever they'd like. So I think these two teams being in makes sense. I would love to see him go to Baltimore. Yeah. Personally. Me too. I, like, I would love it. Yeah, as much as I wouldn't want to face them, uh, I would love to see Dylan Cease go to Baltimore. Mainly because, you know, fuck the Yankees. The Yankees. Suck. Yeah, fuck them. The, sorry, Luke, but. Uh, yeah, no, fuck them. I pray on the Yankees' downfall. As you should. As a, as a red blooded American. <laughs> yeah. We'll take Aaron Judge off their hands. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let him grow out a mustache. Oh, Ty Johnson's getting the ball for a little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> what is going on right now? Yeah. All also, right. what, so what? talking about that deep threat we were talking about earlier, yeah. Khalil Shakir, one receptions for 46 yards. There it is. All right. Next, six teams right now showing interest in Mr. Marcus Stroman. That being the Giants. Six. Yeah. The Giants. The Angels, sense. the Orioles, yep. Red Sox, Cubs, yep. Phillies. Ugh. I just don't see the Phillies I want them to go to the Angels, dude. I I would say Angels, but if uh, Cease doesn't go to the Orioles, I wouldn't mind him to the Orioles. Yeah, I agree. I think the Giants would also fit him pretty well. I think any of those first three. I don't see the other three. I, I know he just played for the Cubs. Yeah. Um, and look, the Cubs have not made a lot of moves, so they might get desperate. They might try and bring him back. I think he's got to go somewhere new. Yeah. And then I just don't think he really fits with the Red Sox and Phillies. Yeah, no, I just I can't picture him in Philly. No, nah, me neither. Uh, but our next thing, interesting, means we got some news right around the quarter. Uh, Shota Imanaga who will be coming over, should have a team within the next couple of days. His uh, his window oh, to sign cool. closes at 5 p.m. on January 11th, so uh, just a couple of days down the road. And we've got six teams <laughs> in on his bidding with the Cubs, the Angels, the Giants, Red Sox, Yankees, and Mets, all contenders for Imanaga. Mets, probably. That's what I think it's got to be the yeah. Mets. You missed out on Yamamoto. You go after the next guy. Yeah. That's how I see it. Maybe the Giants. No telling. Yeah. 
I think Mets makes the most sense to me. Yeah, it, I, that's what I've been saying. Yeah, put him in there with um, Sanga. Yeah, Kota Sanga. But then again, yeah, I, you know, Cubs have a Japanese player. Red Sox have a Japanese player. Mets have a Japanese player. Angels used to. <laughs> uh, the Yankees <laughs> will say they almost did. Um, Giant, Giants have a had Korean a couple player. Of, yeah, but they had a couple opportunities to get. That's also true. <laughs> yeah. Giants players would say they got screwed out of having a Japanese player. Um, yeah. So, yeah, all of them, you know, pretty close. <laughs> all right, last thing, though. The Angels showing interest in some veteran outfielders, Michael A. Taylor and Adam Duvall. Obviously, Adam Duvall, 10 times better than Michael A. Taylor. Um, yeah. I think this is just a matter of, like, going out, getting some help. Uh, you know, at this point, it's just inevitable that Mike Trout gets injured. And um, did, two, or, uh, did Josh Allen just throw another pick? He did. Okay, yeah, Josh Allen throws a pick into the end zone after uh, Gabe Davis trips over his own feet. That was oh. interesting. It hurts. It's tough. It wasn't really Gabe Davis' fault, because um, even if he didn't fall down, that was getting picked. Nonetheless, I'm not a fan of these moves for the Angels. I don't know if they need to go out and get an outfielder. Um, if they need to, Adam Duvall is your guy. I don't yeah. see them signing both of them. Yeah. And Michael A. Taylor is kind of a joke. Yeah, he is kind of a bum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let me see if anything else has, has popped up since this morning. I doubt Michael it. A, Michael A. Bummy Taylor. All right, no. Nope, doesn't work. It doesn't work for Miles Sanders either, but you just kept doing it, so now it sounds right. <laughs> Miles <laughs> Bummy Sanders. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, I'm not saying really any more news. Um, well, cool. While Grayson's looking, I'm yeah. just going to give you all an update on Bill's Dolphins. Into the first quarter, 0-0. Zero, zero. Literally nothing's happened. Josh Allen has two picks. Fantastic. How fun. I'm I'm glad we didn't wait to start recording. <laughs> yeah, this game is a joke. All right. Well, this game will not be a joke. Tomorrow, the college football playoff national championship game. The number one team versus the number yeah. two team. Michigan versus Washington. Big Ten versus Pac-12, soon-to-be Big Ten. In a huge matchup. Two teams that will, next year, be conference opponents. But we also have the final representative of the modern era of the Pac-12 alive and well in Washington. Monday night, tonight, 7.30, NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Two final undefeated teams in FBS. Showdown. Mm -hmm. In Houston, this one's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. And I'm telling you why. Okay, Michigan, ridiculous defensively. They've given up an average of 243 yards per game. They're number one in points allowed in the nation, 10.2. Second in passing yards allowed with 150 per game, and ninth in rushing yards allowed with 93.1. Also, Michigan's defense had their season high in sacks with six last week against Alabama. So they step up to the occasion, which is rather obvious. And um, I got a feeling it's going to be nothing uh, nothing different 
this week. Because, look, Washington is very good, certainly. Michigan's opening up five-and-a-half-point favorite in a national championship game. Yeah. That's big. Well, Penix has struggled when they face an elite defense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he likes to turn the ball over because there's a lot of times he just throws the ball up. So, listen, if Michigan comes in with that same mindset to not let those wideouts get behind them, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and it definitely you know doesn't hurt Michigan uh, considering Dylan Johnson, their running back for Washington, has been limited in practice all week. Uh, after he got that injury in the semifinal game that ultimately put them in a tough spot. They obviously get the win, but Dylan Johnson possibly not being 100% or not being there definitely hurts this offense. But to counter everything I've said, Washington has the best passing offense in the nation with 350 yards per game in the air. That's insane. And Penix, his number one target, Maroma Dunze, enters the game with a five-game streak of 100-plus yard games, and he already has 10 this season. They've played 14 games. <laughs> He's got 10 insane. straight, or not 10 straight, but 10 across his games. That is absurd. Insane. At one point, he might have actually done it over the season, but at one point he was averaging about 125 yards per game. Whatever NFL team gets him is going to be, yeah, he's a he's a first so, rounder for sure. Oh yeah, he, he, I think he's probably number two wide receiver. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the guy this year. Um, I think it goes Marvin Harrison, Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, and then Keon Coleman. Sure, I think so. I think he's wide receiver four personally. Hey, the fact that I'm willing to say those other guys are ahead of him shows that I'm not being biased. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm proud of you. Thank you. He's number one. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> we were waiting for it. <laughs> Marvin Harrison's right. a well, bum. To continue, these two teams, no strangers to close games. You look at the last five, as long as you don't count the Big Ten <laughs> the Big Ten championship game, uh, real close games for the Michigan Wolverines, all decided by one score or less, um, once again, outside of that Iowa game, 26-0. Gross. For Washington, similar story. You've got a six-point victory over Texas, a three-point victory over Oregon, a three-point victory over Washington State, a two-point victory over Oregon State, and uh, a touchdown of victory over Utah. This one, no matter what, I think it's going to be close. Yeah. It's going to be one score, I think. What score What score are you thinking? <sighs> it's tough. It's got a... Big, big over-under. They're looking at a total of 56-and-a-half. I don't see it going up to that. I kind of do. Washington really? Washington has the offense to score points against Michigan. Yeah, but and does Michigan have the offense to score? I think so, because Washington's defense isn't that great. Yeah. Like, Washington's defense, especially against the run, has not been that good this season. Yeah. Like, here, I'm pulling it up right now. I mean, 56 and a half, you know, I could look at, I could see it being something like 38, 35. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, uh, you know, Michigan's kicker that struggled against Alabama hits a game winning field goal. Okay. That's your prediction? Yeah, we'll smash that prediction. As much as I want Washington to win, I'm going to smash that. Okay. I'm going to go. 
Man, yeah, once again, I want Washington to win. Harbaugh's going to end yeah. on a match. He's got to. He's got to. Because he's going to be the Chargers head coach in like a month. Yeah. Um, and he's going to draft uh, J.J. McCarthy in, in late round. No, dude, he likes Herbert. That's why he's going to the Chargers. But he's yeah, but he's gonna draft JJ. Yeah, it'll be like a Max Duggan. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, he's he's gonna draft Blake Corum to take Austin Eckler's spot. Maybe. All right, I'm gonna go Michigan thirty-five, Washington thirty-one. Okay. That's what I'm so it, we both say it's gonna be in the thirties. Both teams are gonna put up yeah, over thirty. I think so. I, I think this this hits the over. I, I'm not. I'm not scared of these two teams combining for over 25 points. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see first play of the game, 54-yard pass to Rome with Dunze. Yeah, exactly. Just like, that's the thing is Washington has this ridiculous deep ball ability that obviously Alabama did not did not have last week. Yeah. Like that's clear to say. They were scared to even try. Yeah, but the speed of Washington's offense is also ridiculous. And... Michael Penix is a smart quarterback. That's the biggest asset he has. I know he has a cannon, and he's got a beautiful lefty throw. Mm. He's a smart quarterback. I know he throws some picks. He's a smart does, quarterback. Does he, does he remind you of anybody, Gray, with that lefty spiral? Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on. Jared yeah. Lorenzen, yeah. the hefty lefty. Try. What? Try again. Try Michael again. Vick. Try again. Steve Young. <laughs> You're just thinking of any lefties you can right now. I'm all out. So. <laughs> I know the one you want me to say, and he's probably about to throw a pick or something right now. I'll say that. Imagine he did. That'd be pretty <laughs> sick. Be one hell of a prediction. Instead, uh, he just hands the ball off like a loser. Yeah, what's up with Jeff Wilson getting the ball when they literally yeah. have Devin A. Chain? Yeah. All right, Colin. What color is the Kool Aid or the uh, the Gatorade gonna be? Oh, what are we thinking? Blue, blue. I'm going green. Actually, no, yellow. Is there a From yellow Michigan? Gatorade? There's lemon lime. Is that yellow? I'm colorblind. It's, you gotta it's, help it's me like out. it's like greenish, like yellow greenish. Is there a navy blue one? Not really. <laughs> oh, speak, speaking of Devin A. Chain, 25 yard run for a touchdown. All right. Yeah, the scoring is opened. Yeah. Wow, that was a beautiful run, too. Holy shit. Made a miss. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's see. You know what? Let's go a little more in-depth as well on this game. Let's talk uh, some players. What are we thinking individual performances uh, from some of the big stars? So, first, the quarterbacks. Penix yeah. and J.J., what are you looking for from these two guys? So, J.J., really what we need to see is exactly what we saw in the semifinal game, his calmness. And every, the, his way to command an offense down the field uh, in late game situations, because I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think the defense is going to be able to hold him for uh, you know the first quarter or two, but then he's really going to have to take over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Michael Penix, he just needs to keep doing what he's been doing. Maybe you know keep keep taking your deep threats, but also you know check the ball down a little bit. You know, because yep. they're gonna they're gonna sit soft, hit some out routes to the outside, and just work your way down yeah. the field. Don't try to, don't try to take it all in one play. Yeah, and the best thing for Penix is spread the ball out. You've got three wide receivers that have a hundred and fifty yard potential every single week, and honestly, I think there's been some weeks where they've all gotten one twenty plus. 
You need to exploit that. They can't double cover three amazing wide receivers. That's exactly. where Penix needs to do the right thing. It's it's into his decision-making here. You don't have to hit Roma Dunze just because he's hot. You don't have to hit Jalen Polk just because you hit him for 75 the last drive. You can hit Jalen McMillan. Like, switch it up. Make them figure you out before you just start giving them every chance they have. And, of course, for Penix, it's limit the turnovers. The nine interceptions yeah. this season, it's not horrible. It's concerning, though especially going into a defense like this. One of the best interception defenses as well. They're top 10 in interceptions this season. You've got a couple of guys in like the top five and pick sixes on this team. Limit the defense's ability to stop you via turnover, which also stops the defensive scoring because that's where Michigan can really capitalize on you. They catch you on your back foot. You're fucked like that. For Michigan, with J.J., Give that ball to the boy behind you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I got for J.J. McCarthy. Give it to Blake Corum. That's yeah. That's it. Let him go to work. Because, look, J.J., he's not the worst. He's only thrown four picks this season on 314 attempts. Really not that bad. The, the matter of the fact is, yeah, find Roman Wilson a few times. Find a couple of those other key guys a few times. The ball's got to flow through Blake Corum this game. Yeah. That's where I see it. That's what I'm saying. Play play this exactly like it was the semifinal game. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, All right, for our running backs, let's say Dylan Johnson plays. Probably is going to be limited. Uh, What are you thinking about Washington's approach considering that? I know, you know, they're, they're running backs not too strong after that first string. I think, honestly, they'll have to use him more as a blocker with that Michigan D-line yeah. is what I'm looking at. And then maybe hit a hit a block and then pop out for a screen or something like that. They're going to have to use him more in the passing game more than the run game. Yeah, I like that. I, I could I see Pinnock could... throwing for at least 50, 50 attempts. Oh, I agree. Definitely. Considering Dylan Johnson's a little banged up, yeah, we're going to see – Penix is going to throw 50 passes for sure. <laughs> um I think another thing we could see a lot of considering Dylan Johnson's um, you know, health is just kind of a heavy package. Throw a fullback out there, essentially putting another offensive lineman uh, mm-hmm. just to give Penix a little more time. Because yeah. like, those wide receivers can get free. If you give them enough time, <laughs> they're going to get open, at least one of them. So um, that's the big thing to me is um, obviously just kind of ward off the pressure of Michigan because they can send one hell of a blitz on you. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, for Blake Corum, what do you think? Uh, just keep doing your thing, man. Just yeah. run. Just grab Get the rock and touchdowns. run. Just grab the rock and run. And honestly, I like how they used him in the receiving game last week. Yeah, give him a couple designed passes to him. I think it works well. Because he's not the best when it's like block, roll off the block, and then the uh-huh. ball's not going to come to him or it might not go to him. And then it ends up in his hands. It just he seems a little lost. If he has a designed pass play, I think it works best for him. So you know, keep using that deception when you're throwing to Blake Corum. Pull some guys away from him. Let him do what he does best, and just get the ball in his hands and let him free. Absolutely. What do you think his yards are going to be? Actually, what do you think his carries are going to be? Twenty six. I'm I'm going to go with thirty. Wow, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> I, I thought I thought twenty six was gonna be a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, let's see what else we've got on these like bet slips or anything. So we already said we're gonna get the over. You think Washington could cover five and a half? I think they could. Okay. I'm in the same boat. Um let's see, anything, anything. So yeah, the passing yards over under for Michael Penix is two ninety three and a half. I'm smashing the over. Yeah. Bro passed for like four fifty last week. Yeah, it's smashing the over. Especially if Dylan Johnson's out. Yeah. Without a doubt. What about JJ? One ninety six and a half. I'm smashing the under. Okay. Okay. I I don't know. I I messed that up last week. I smashed the under against Alabama, and it Ooh, didn't. This is interesting. This is one I'd be smashing the over on. Michael Penix, longest pass completion, over under 44 and a half. Oh, over. Give me that. <laughs> over. You know he airs it out yeah. at least. He's going to throw one more than 44 and a half in the air. Yeah. It's. Uh, okay, Blake Corum's rushing yards line, 101 and a half. Honestly, I. That's a lot. Probably- I would take the under on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's in a in a high situation game like this. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna it's be tough. tough. Uh let's see. Receiving yards. Roma Dunze over under eighty nine and a half. I'll take the over. Yeah. See, my only it, thing with those guys is that Roma Dunze, 89.5. Jalen McMillan, 59.5. Jalen Polk, 49.5. Jalen Polk broke that on his first play. Yeah. Jalen McMillan, I'm pretty sure, broke his as well. Like, these guys are just ridiculous. It's so hard to figure it out. Over, over, over. Yeah, Smash honestly. Over yeah. It would be ridiculous if that hit, but yes. I, I wouldn't blame that. Uh, what about over under receptions for uh? Let's go Roman Wilson three and a half. Ah, uh, um, he's kind of the scapegoat. Yeah, but he only had like two against Alabama. He had three. He had three. That's right. Yeah. Thirty-six yards. Um, I'll go over. Okay. I feel I feel like they're gonna have to air it out a little bit more than we think. All right, sounds good. Uh, any overtime? Think we're going overtime? No. No, it's going to be finished in regular time. Yeah. All right, well, we've, Colin. We've already, we've already had our one overtime game for the CFP. Fair enough. And it didn't go your way, did it? No, not at all. <laughs> all right, well, this is something that has to go your way. It always goes your way, Colin. Stake your claim. It's like they it can't be wrong until it's far too late. Yeah. And I got I got a new NFC champion. Ooh. This year. It's what? not it's not the Eagles. It's not the Cowboys. It's not the 49ers. It's gonna be your LA Rams. Oh shit. Yo. Wow. Dude, that offense is so explosive, and the defense is starting to play very well. Who are they playing Kyron, in the first round? I believe they have. Um, dude, I literally just had it pulled up. I th- Give me a Did second. Did he just catch that? 
Holy shit. What a touchdown reception. Who the fuck is Sherfield? Is that Trent Sherfield? I don't know, but he doesn't need to be. And Mike McDaniel looks amazed. Sure. That was sick as hell. That's a touchdown catch for sure. Um Yeah, who do the Rams play in the first round? Did you find that yet? Lions. That's tough, dude. That's, That's real tough. In Detroit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could ride with that I'm, one. I'm I'm putting my faith in Stafford. Okay. You think they win the Super dude, Bowl? Or they go to no, they just win the NFC? They win the NFC. Okay. That's as, that's as far as I'm taking it right now. Okay. So, listen, we'll see how it plays out. But listen, Stafford, Kyron, Puka, Cooper Cup, like they've all they're all starting to click on all levels yeah. right now. Yeah, my only my only thing is the defense. Obviously, you have Aaron yeah. Donald, but kind of falls short in a couple of other spots. While you're at it, who's gonna who are they gonna play in the Super Bowl? Oh, dude, I'm I'm sticking with it. They're still gonna play the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Dude, come on. I'm right until I'm wrong. You said it yourself, yeah, right? I guess so. I guess so. All right. I still haven't made up my mind who's winning that game yet. I'm still thinking about it. That's fair. I don't want to go NFL. I think we've exhausted the NFL takes this year. We have. We've really gone strong NFL, and we just talked endlessly about that championship game. You go MLB, stake your claim? Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. The Yankees aren't signing anybody they're linked to right now. Sounds good to that's, me. Yeah, that's my claim. They're not getting Matt Chapman. They're not getting Bellinger. They're not getting Snell. They're not getting Imanaga. They're not getting Stroman. They're not getting Cease. I don't know who else they're in for. And <laughs> not getting any music, of them. That's music to my ears, Dre. Yeah. They already got one Soto. They're fine. Yeah. Another... another person to get on base for him. Yeah, and then everybody else strikes out after him. Yeah, if they're smart, they'll bat Juan Soto in front of Aaron Judge. Oh, they have if, to. If they're smart. You have to. It literally yeah. needs to be Soto 2, Judge 3. Yeah. Who's your leadoff? Labor? Yeah, I guess. Volpe. Fucking put. <laughs> okay, put Rizzo at the, the one. Ugh. <laughs> God, put him on the bench. Honestly, he's been bad. Yeah. Horrible. I don't know. I like. I like that take. I, I'm with it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Look, the biggest thing about stake your claim is that we're just trying to manifest things. We're just trying to put things out there so that they happen. Look, if the Yankees do sign all these players, they're still not going to win the World Series. They're still not going to make the playoffs. They might not. I did predict that they would. When we did our way too early predictions, so maybe I do have to ride with that, but I'd rather they didn't. You don't have to. I don't have to. Correct. All right. I think my next sticker claim is going to be about the Olympics. Are we going to cover the Olympics? I haven't talked about this with anybody. We might throw some Olympic shit in there. Yeah, there's never been an Olympics during this podcast's you know time. We'll, we'll work some shit in there. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, Colin, this was a fantastic episode. 
That was a quick episode today. It definitely was. About an hour and a half. But then again, <laughs> we got to fly through some of those useless NFL games. But next week, super duper wild card weekend. I believe is yep. what they're calling it. That's ridiculous, first of all. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to have it all for you because we've got two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and a game on Monday. So, okay, we won't have <laughs> we don't have everything because <laughs> we're not going to be doing anything on Monday. But we'll have almost all of it for you guys on Sunday. So the best way that you can keep up with all of that and thank us for giving you all the news today is to follow on all of the podcast platforms, rate five stars, leave a written review on there. Then on the YouTube, where I'm looking deep into your soul, you see my index finger wiggling in your face. You. What's right that on your finger? You, right there. Subscribe now. And then like, comment, turn on all the notifications. Go to the link tree. Follow us on all of those social media accounts also. They're right here if you'd like to type them in. And then, of course... Join the... What is that? I got new guitar picks. Congrats. Colin will learn a song, and it will become the intro and outro song. I'm putting that pressure on him. So if it sounds like shit, when you hear some guitar at the beginning Uh, and the end of an episode, just know it's Colin's fault. (laughs) No. We're putting that pressure on him, for sure. Like 100% doing that to him now that he showed me those guitar picks. So... Sorry, Gray. If you're ready for that, and you're ready for the NFL playoffs, go ahead, follow us, subscribe, everything. Keep following along. Guys, have a fantastic rest of your week. Semester's starting up for the college, even our high school fans, if we have any of those. So good luck this semester. And uh, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Colin, anything for the people? You guys have a great 2024, and we'll we'll catch you. What? You're going (laughs) to say next year? Have a great 2024. Was he in 2025? Is that what you're about uh, to I was, say? I was, I was thinking more like 2026. Are you quitting? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. No, no, I'm chilling. We're good. We're good. Let's get crazy. All right. That's enough. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Peace. <laughs>